and ride with me in my foul life. This episode of the Foul Life Podcast is brought to you by Sig Sauer, the go-to firearms company for those seeking high-quality, precise, and innovative firearms. With over a century of experience in the industry, Sig Sauer has consistently delivered firearms that you can rely on in any situation. Visit SigSauer.com to explore their full range of firearms and accessories, as well as their extensive training and support programs. Choose Sig Sauer because when it comes to your safety and your satisfaction, only the best will do. Today's episode of the Foul Life Podcast is also brought to you by Bandit. If you're tired of settling for second-rate gear that doesn't perform when it counts, look no further than Bandit, the ultimate choice for hunters and outdoor enthusiasts. From top-of-the-line hunting jackets to ultra-comfortable, meticulously crafted waders, Bandit has everything you need to take your outdoor game to the next level. And what's more, their gear and camo patterns are anything but average, designed to give you the edge that you need to succeed. But it's not just their gear that makes Bandit stand out. Their accessories, like their backpacks, are built to withstand anything the outdoors can throw at you. And their decoys are trusted by the best guides and outfitters across the nation. Trust us, you won't find better gear anywhere else. Head over to Banded.com and experience the difference for yourself. Choose Banded and dominate the outdoors like never before. Hello, 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 everybody out there in the old podcast world. We're back with another episode of the Foul Life Podcast. But it's our little special series called Peace of Mind, brought to you by Sig Sauer. And in the studio today, we got our, our personal local authority <laughs> our our company's personal authority jared woodward on all things sig and and protection and carry and defense and all that stuff so welcome in again how's jared. it going good you good good we're good are you happy to hear my voice instead of chad's voice again <laughs> I, I hear your voice all oh, the yeah, time you, you and i hang out all the time <laughs> i hardly actually get to see chad he's always on the road know, he's on the to, road today when he's, he's actually when he's here it's like hey we have to get this and this and this done right yeah. if anybody doesn't know out there i'm clay belding chad's younger better brother um don't you don't you agree <laughs> no yeah so, i would have to say yes since we've been yeah. friends for what almost 35 40 it's years now going on there good it's, it's going it's on there going good. All the time so so today we have a pretty cool topic that um i think a lot of people maybe not think about when they're just thinking about carry concealed carry um on and different types of aspects of concealed carry um and where i'm going with that is Today it's cold. It's 25 degrees out. It's snowing. Windy. Windy. Uh. And so when I leave the house, I got a heavy jacket on. I got a longer shirt on. I got maybe a couple different layers. I got pants on for sure. I got made probably wearing a belt. Um, versus next weekend, it's supposed to be 80 yeah, degrees. I, I want to say, yeah, next Tuesday right? they said 80 degrees. So I'm, I'm in shorts, maybe not a belt, maybe yeah. a tank top. Yep. We, two weeks after that i'm going to the beach and i have bathing suits on yep and you know i might just have a little backpack or something um or the little fanny pack little fanny pack setups, so. you and your term you go from work and you carry a specific pistol mm -hmm. to going home and then going out and with your family and i'm sure it's a different pistol from what you use at work to what you use carrying then um so i just want to kind of get into all that 
what types and where do we where are we looking at? I know it comes down to really personal preference and what fits everybody. Yeah, absolutely. But there's there are some some um, topics that we can talk about to help people decide on what yeah. and how they should carry. I call it the mission specific stuff for me. Okay. Like you know, I have a duty belt that I run a duty gun. I run that the uh, Sig two two six Legion single action on my duty belt. Okay. Then I have. I call it like a, a, a the light uniform or a dress down uniform. If I'm just going to a meeting or I'm teaching at the academy or I'm teaching a class somewhere else, um, I carry a 229 Legion, which is a little smaller, a little shorter barrel. Um, I think I get two rounds less than that gun, um, but I just don't need it. Like I carry one extra mag instead of two or three extra mags on my duty belt. Um, and then I have my winter concealed carry gun, or I'll probably actually 90% of the time I probably carry that gun, uh, this gun concealed, and it's the SIG 365XL with a red dot on it. Um, why? Because I can conceal it. I'm not a, I'm not a little guy. I'm not a petite female um, that's trying to conceal it under tight clothing. But then I also have just the regular, the small 365 that if I'm in gym shorts or sweatpants and that's it, sweatpants and a t-shirt, I'm trying not to imprint as much to show everybody that I'm carrying that a gun or anything. So I really say it's mission specific. I, I, I agree with you that it just depends on body type, body yeah. size, grip size for you. Um, those SIGs, the, the the two concealed guns that I carry, I could carry up to, like I have a, the macro, the new macro X, um, the 365X macro, which is awesome, has a 17 round capability. I can put that on um, during the winter months. Why? Because the grip handle is just a little bit longer and they needed it to get 17 rounds in. I, yeah. Honestly though, that, those three guns, I think Sig really knocked it out of the park for concealed carry. Um, yeah, the grips are almost been... the grips are almost identical except for length in them. Right, seventeen rounds in a concealed carry that's pistol insane. is crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's more. Yeah, that's that's two rounds more than my. Uh, 229 that i carry wow and and, and it so that's got a f extra quarter inch barrel on it obviously it's double stack obviously yeah yeah 100 gotta be double stack um i haven't tried that yet i just carry the xl you know 365 xl and the normal one um but i think i'm gonna start carrying the xl better and i some with that with the regular 365 i usually put an extended the extended mag on just it, right? because it fits my hand a little just, bit better and and you're not a little person anyway like you're not, what are you uh, saying i'm fat no but oh. you and i are both not <laughs> like 135 pound yeah. dudes we're like yeah. we're, i can carry something and conceal something a whole lot easier than like my wife for say like she's not big at all like she wears tighter clothing you couldn't conceal guns when yeah. you're tucking in your shirt and you've got a 20 round magazine hanging out of it. Yeah. It just, it's not, you could, let, let me go back. You could, I'm going to look at you in law enforcement and go, that guy's got a gun on. Yeah. I see it all the time. I'm like, I can pick up people that I'm like, that guy's fidgety over here, pulling up his pants all the time. 
he's probably carrying something because they do. They weigh down. That's why I love the regular 365 for uh, like my gym setup because literally fully loaded in gym shorts with an appendix holster. It doesn't pull my shorts down. You know, you start getting a little bit bigger. You go to that macro with 17 rounds and one in the chamber. I go, you're, you're just adding weight that it now it requires maybe the belt yeah, for sure. um, or doesn't um, it's, like you don't wear a belt all the time. Right. But that that 365 or 365 XL just based on the weights, just yeah. right for not pulling your pants down. hundred yeah, percent. It's funny you're talking about the inputting on a side note. I just saw late last week a, a court case or something to do with imprinting. I want to get your ideas on it. Or maybe, I mean, maybe it's even law here in town. Do you, can you, as a police officer, if you see imprinting, say, hey, where's your concealed carry? Is that, an, is in, is that, that was the whole article. Is imprinting enough for a cop to pull over or, you know, walking down the street does it give us enough probable cause to Does it give you enough PC stop? to stop Absolutely. and say, where's your concealed carry? Because if you don't have your concealed carry, now you're busted. Is imprinting enough? Do you know where that case was out of? I don't know. I don't, I, just, okay. I don't even know if it was a case. I think it might just be talk because something might be coming down the road, but I'll, I'll try to look it up I would as say, we're talking here. I mean, I would definitely have to err on the side. Yeah, I'd say yes. Because so our state's open carry right we're one of the few states that we can you can open carry and what i mean what they mean by open carry is it's visible at three different sides somebody can see that open carry or that gun from pretty much almost every angle right that's open carry for us and we are legal to do it you can walk right down main street here in town virginia street you can walk right down that street and have a weapon on your hip and there's there's no law that says you can't now going into certain establishments businesses that we have they don't allow guns on site per se so that's where open carry is ixnade because like yeah you can carry it you just can't go into a lot of the businesses almost all the casinos here have rules against carrying a uh, firearm on property so i would say yes because if, if it's just imprinting, um, that would give me reasonable suspicion that he is carrying a firearm. But I also have the right to carry a gun. Yep. Right? So I'm just playing devil's advocate yep. here. 100%. Obviously, you're in the business of to protect and serve. And I'm looking at as a Second Amendment, I have the right to carry a gun. Mm-hmm. I know I have a CCW. Mm-hmm. And... How are you gonna do are you gonna do it discreetly? Are you gonna pull me off to the side? And maybe I, you're tra- I would. you're trained to look at it, but ninety five percent of the public would never know what I'm carrying or mm-hmm. am I carrying. They yep. might think it's a belt or a radio or a walkie talkie or a phone. Some people put a phone there. Um yep, 100%. so as the Second Amendment guy, no, you don't, because I'm carrying my gun illegally. I know I am. And it's in the constitution for me to do it. I know I have a CCW and mm-hmm. it's not my fault that maybe I bent over or I wore a different shirt or yes, it's, it's, 
my job, not my it's, job, it's but your responsibility. I, responsibility it, it, it to cover if, I, if I am going to carry yep. and do it, yes, it is my responsibility. But does bending over and shirt pulling up or maybe looking in, reaching up and getting something out of a store and you you'd see be surprised at how many calls we get on that. Hey, this okay. guy's got a gun. Um, and, and, and I would, I would agree with you in, in a lot of that. Um, it is your right. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. I mean, I look at it in driving, right? It's a privilege to drive, yeah. but we can't just pull everybody over. I just want to see if you have a license. Yeah. Right. There has to be some sort of other prior infringement that you've done you ran a stop sign you did some other activity that would give me a reasonable suspicion to stop you um so and that's kind of why i would go both ways on it i yeah, mean that, that whole i can't find it where i'm looking up real quick but um, i do know i saw the article just last week it might have been like an nra just question that i saw maybe um and it was and i was like that's a really good question because I, I've never it, really thought about it. That And it brings up a lot of problems for, uh, not problems, but a lot of issues for communities. Um, we get a lot of phone calls. Yeah. Hey, there's a guy wandering down the street with a gun. Okay. okay. What's he doing? Just walking down the street. Yeah. We don't go. And there's, I know there's a ton of citizens that would be like, oh my God, you're not going to go check on that guy. Why? He isn't doing anything illegal. Yep. And there are a lot of times we have to tell the citizens. Dude, I only work on the the legality of things, really. I don't moral, ethical, all that stuff has no bearing. If that if there's not a law in place, I can't enforce anything. Yeah. Like that's just not how it works. Um, and there are people that get so mad at us. Oh my God, you're not going to do anything about this. I'm like, well, hold on a minute. Yeah. Should I do something about you talking to me that way? Because you have <laughs> your freedom of speech, right? Well, no, I'm like, that's the, the, those are the arguments that I get into. And I am very, very pro second amendment. There's so many cops that I work with that are, I would say we are so far on that pro second amendment that we were like, Hey, they make this a law. And I'm like, that's unconstitutional in my eyes. Um, it's hard for us to make that determination whether or not we are going to, because we were going to enforce that because we, uh, swore an oath to uphold the constitution i'm like that's part of the constitution in my eyes well this guy says no that's not part of the i'm like no it's it's the interpretation of laws like then where do you go from i mean if you do and someone says you infringed on my rights could they sue absolutely yeah i mean 100 and then what do you do they're suing right now but then you go well look at all these shooters that are you know and is he walking down to school and i could have stopped him right you know he he has no he has no record he has nothing but that morning he woke up and said i'm going crazy today right yeah and someone saw him Mm -hmm. and you have the no there's nothing i can do it's an open carry state and he's walking down the street just doing nothing and then you have a chance to stop him, but he goes up and shoots a store. Mm-hmm. It's, there's so 100%. many little, it's so crazy. But, I, but I go into that and I, I've had to tell citizens, I go, you ever seen the movie Minority Report with Tom Cruise in it? Right? I, I have. It, but it's, it's, the, it's that yeah. movie where they're like, oh, in three days, he's going to kill somebody. Yeah. So they arrest him three days earlier. I'm like, we don't have that. <laughs> we are not able to, nor is that even set up in. Anywhere. Our justice Any, yeah, system, anywhere. right? Like, there is nothing in the justice. You're going to be a bad person in 20 years. So we'll just end it now. Yeah. That, that, I mean, not even a... We have to react. I would say most law enforcement stuff, 
we are more reactive than we are proactive to a point because we can't go, oh, I know you're going to speed today. I'm just going to pull you over to prevent night. Now, we do things like we'll put – surveillance surveillance and stuff like that or we'll we'll be running radar in certain areas whatever to to curb people's from possibly breaking the law but you have that right and that's that's where it's super hard for some of our citizens to understand like we all have rights and you can't just pick and choose when you want to uphold those rights and and then I, i go back to in my mind I, I I want to believe this, and I, I do believe this, that it's hard putting a percentage on something, but let's say 95%, 99% of all gun owners are pretty law-abiding people. I mean, you obviously, you got cities and crimes and gangs and stuff like that. I'm just talking about... I would say most. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> most. I don't, most know, I, I don't want to put a percentage on we're on the We're on the... Most gun owners, I think, are on the crazier side of wanting to be more law by like we don't look at yeah. every, like you're not allowed to do that you're not allowed to do that like if you were doing something I'd be like hey you're not supposed to be doing that yeah. as a, another gun owner like hey think about this because you could get in trouble for that because i don't want to bring any any more bad bad publicity, publicity yeah. or or firepower for the people that are trying to take a gun from a law-abiding citizen yeah. um so that's what i'm saying i just i think yeah. most people out there that are Doing it correctly and right, and I think and you're probably right. Ca- number wise, carrying that they are, and they want to do the right the thing. right thing. Absolutely. And now, especially even more, there. You I mean you hear numbers all the time? More women involved. Mm-hmm. More, you know, more first time gun owners. That's why we were not just supply and demand issues. That's why we were going through such a deal with ammo. Is because you know, well, there even so, guns for a while there. I mean, for, we were there were so many where... people that were buying guns and ammo mm-hmm. outside of the people that were normally buying guns and ammo yep now you add another 20 million people buying guns and or ammo more that's a lot of new uh, yep. you know stuff that has to be put i look at the... the cost of ammo for a while there and i was like oh my god i'll never be able to shoot like i normally yeah. shoot because i can't <laughs> afford that yeah. um but these guys that were new coming into it are like well i guess that's just what it costs yeah and it, so you and i that had shot forever i'm like that's ludicrous what but, but they're not able to get the components because they're selling seven trillion ten trillion rounds like as a as one company which is unheard of um there was a lot of people oh they were just not making as much the jack they're like no and and we know quite a few uh ammunition companies and they're like we've made more we've made more ammunition in the last couple years than we've made in the like 25 years plants 24 hours a day yeah and they're so that's not the case but yeah i mean just going back to that I mean, like I said, I got off on a little side tangent just because I saw that article. But in in my mind, it, there's such a fine line because times have changed. Yeah, times have changed, and for the good, for the better, the worse, whatever you want to call it. But um, in my mind, I am going like I. The reason I said 95 percent of all gun owners, you know, want to do the right thing is if they're going to take the responsibility to carry and conceal carry especially, I think most of them do a really good job Yes, of, of covering up, knowing I don't want people to know I have a gun nope. because if you're going to open carry, which we can in this state, yep. okay, open carry, but 
if someone comes in and they sees that, are they are you getting hit first because they see you're the target, you're the, you're the yeah, target you're, right? You're, so yeah. most people that conceal carry, I think, are going to have that idea of I'm going to protect people knowing that I have a gun. So you don't know that I have a gun. So I'm going to do everything in my power to, you know, not imprint, wear the right clothes um, in certain situations, which gets back to what we yes. originally started talking about. Mission-specific weapons mission specific or whatever you're going to do. What I want to do. And I think things have changed in the aspects of concealed carry. I think a lot of people a long time ago that got concealed carry permits, it was for themselves, right? Protect them and their family. Yeah. And now I think you are probably getting to where people want to protect the public mm-hmm. on top of it. Like, oh, I, I want to stop that mass shooting or whatever guy. And it's happened. We have had oh, yeah. several. They don't get publicized at all, really. Um, I see the articles um, because I'm on certain uh, police setups that they'll they'll send those articles out. But 100%, we see more uh, shooters get subdued by a civilian, good Samaritan, yep. very quickly because, hey, they, they had that concealed carry. I mean, the big talk right now, obviously, because of the last school shooting, is arming teachers. Yep. Um, and we've had this. You and I have had this conversation. I'm against and, and I'm for and against it in certain aspects. I don't think every teacher out there is really equipped you don't mentally need- and prepared to to do that. It shouldn't be a mandate. Yeah, but I, also I don't think you everybody should carry it. But I think that if you're ready and able and, like, you have that mindset. Because we, we talk about that in police setups for our new recruits, having that mindset. Hey, I mean, probably the worst thing to ever think about is I might have to shoot a kid. Yep. Right? Yep. Like, to me, I'm like, we both got kids. I'm like, oh, my God, I'd have to take somebody my daughter's age, your son's age life. Like, yep. that will haunt you whether it was the right thing to do. For sure. Forever, right? For sure. So there's a lot of people that don't have the training, the, the mental. Especially, that, you're, you're in, especially I'm a, I'm a teacher. Different, you're getting in a yes. teacher to protect kids, love kids, yeah. nourish kids, hug them, kiss, you know, all this stuff. They have a different mindset. They have really a different a mindset. And, yeah. and a lot of people do it. But then... There are, but there are some that you shouldn't take that ability away if mm-hmm. they have the mindset of I'm protecting my kids at yep. all costs. Because yes, there are those times where it's the kids that it's happened. Kids in the school do it, but you know, like this last one, it's a twenty-eight-year-old yep. woman walking into a deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Where, uh, and the video shows them shooting the front doors out so they could get in. Yep. Where if the principal or any of them were armed, it's not their fault. I'm not saying yeah, that. No, no, I'm no, just no. saying that we're into this topic that armed guards. I mean, if you don't want to do teachers, hell, I mean, put five or six armed guards at every school in this country. We have the money. We have the money to send. You know, I'm trying not yeah, to get into politics. Po- politics but that we're sending yeah, hundreds of billions yep. of dollars to all these companies. Take. $20 billion, I don't even know what the numbers are, um, $20 billion of our budget and arm our schools. Yep. Yeah, and mean, then, But the other side of that, people are, oh, we don't want our kids growing up where there's metal detectors and there's armed guards. I'm like, well, what, do you well, want that or do you want 10 yeah. dead kids on the next one? You know? And you look at it, like you said, the, the, that shooter had to shoot out the door to, mm-hmm. to get in. 
So the school was doing everything like to the right, you know. Hey, they're they're securing the building the best that they they can. Yep. Now, hey, maybe you have a. I wouldn't call him a janitor, call him whatever, just an, another yeah. official that walks around in plain clothes so that kids are seeing the gun, whatever. There are options I, I, I go out to. Like, we have school police officers, the resource officers, but we don't have them at every school because they don't have the funding. Yep. Um, and I've always said this portion of it. You don't see too many people going to, I'll throw a place out, the Navy SEALs training base down in Southern California, right? You don't see people going in there to want to shoot it up. Why? You've got a bunch of trained guys on that base that it would, wouldn't would last at all. The, most active shooter type mass shooters, their, their sole goal is large numbers, mm-hmm. large numbers. Well, they don't usually attack hard targets. They want to attack a soft target. Well, it just this last shooting. I mean, it's in the news that they we haven't seen it yet for whatever reason. Why we haven't seen the manifesto and the and the letter and the you know what they're they're doing. Um, but they have already mentioned in the news that this person had another target before this church school, but when they pulled it, it was more. There was people there. It was more. You know, there was. Uh, Guards and oh, uh, other okay. stuff there. Yeah, yeah. It's in the news. They they left the first target mm-hmm. because there was too much security. Yep. So they went over to this other one. So it wasn't. And, and I am hor. I'll be honest with you up front. I'm horrible with the news because yeah. it, to me, it's so depressing. Ninety nine percent of the time, I'm like, man, what? We never talk about the good stuff. We only talk about the bad stuff or the scandals or yeah. whatever it is. So I I. I don't watch the news. I get the 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 base, and then I'm like, okay, they're gonna run with this for until, six weeks, yeah. seven weeks until something else comes up, and I'm they beat that dead horse a million times. Today's episode of the Foul Life Podcast is brought to you by Napa Valley Olive Oil. As avid food enthusiasts, the Foul Life team is passionate about using high-quality ingredients in their dishes. Did you know that recent studies have revealed that some well-known olive oil brands are adding filler oils like canola and vegetable oils to their products and then selling them as pure olive oil? It's alarming to think that the olive oil you've been buying from the grocery store may not be as pure as you assumed. That's why it's crucial to find a trustworthy company when it comes to your health and nutrition. And Napa Valley olive oil is just that. Napa Valley carefully selects and harvests their olives at the peak of their ripeness and then cold presses them to preserve their flavor and nutritional benefits. The result is an oil that's filled with monosaturated fats and antioxidants, making it a healthy choice for your diet. Plus, its rich, complex flavor will elevate your cooking to the next level. By choosing Napa Valley, you're not only choosing a pure and high-quality product, but you're also supporting small, family-owned olive groves and a sustainable, ethical food system. So you can feel good about what you're putting in your body and supporting a sustainable future for our planet. Visit the Napa Valley website today to order your bottle. Don't settle for anything less than the best. Try Napa Valley, a company you can trust and quality you can depend on. Today's episode of the Foul Life Podcast is also brought to you by Lear. Keeping your gear safe and secure on the road has never been easier than it is with Lear. With innovative features and design like the twist handle locking system and easy lift system, Lear's truck caps and tonneau covers provide added convenience and security for truck owners. And with durable and weather-resistant materials and fully customizable options, you can trust Lear to keep your cargo safe and dry no matter where you go. 
Upgrade your truck today with Lear's top quality accessories. Visit Lear.com now. Today's episode of the Foul Life Podcast is brought to you by Oakley. Guys, let's talk about something important, protecting your eyes. Whether you're hitting the field and stream or just heading to work, you need eyewear that provides clarity, protection, and the style you need. Visit oakley.com to find the perfect pair for you. Um, so getting back to what we were talking about, yeah, the mission specifics, um, really uh, carrying a concealed weapon is a big, big responsibility. Um, whether you're a female and you carry it in your purse, right? You're going to want it in a pocket to where that's the only thing in that pocket. I get people, oh, I don't put a, would you put a holster in there? I'm like, absolutely. Are you out of your minds? Why would you not put it in a holster? And they're like, why? It's in its own pocket. I'm like, yeah, but that purse isn't rigid enough. If Now, maybe you do have a purse that that pocket's rigid enough that purse. nothing nothing can poke through that the liner of each side and get into the trigger guard. Because if it pulls the trigger, it pulls the trigger. That gun's going to do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. I get in the concepts with other people. They're like, well, I don't carry one in the chamber. And I'm like... All right, well, that's your yep, <laughs> that's your choice, and yep. I think it's a crazy choice because when the time comes to actually need in it, you're going to have to chamber in around. Like, th- do you really have that time? Yep. And you might. You might absolutely have that time. So I wouldn't discourage anybody from doing that. Ultimately, I don't. Every gun that I carry has a round chambered because when I choose to do so, I'm choosing that gun f- to save my life or somebody else's life. So um, if you're going to carry, get a good holster. Get a good purse. Um, that That's what it's for. Get the gun that suits you. Carry an extra mag. Like I have a loadout that I carry. I'll have an, a knife, pocket knife, uh, a small flashlight, an extra mag, and my gun. Now, I'm going to the gym, and I don't have all the pockets for that. Or I'm going to whatever. Going to the beach. All right, I might scale some of that back. Yep, for sure. Um, I might throw that in my bat in a bag. I, I love going places with my wife. I will tell you that right now, because I will be like, "Hey, you're going to carry it." And she gets mad as hell at me because I'll, hey, I'm going to put an extra mag in your purse. If things start to go crazy and I'm sending you out of here, all I want is the mag and the knife. Get go away. Yep. Um, but being prepared for it. So mission ready. Yeah, it's a good Depends. name. I mean, that's what I think. And, and yeah, mission to the beach. Mission mission yeah. is, you know, usually a military term or whatever you want to call it. But I like that term because people, if you are going to carry, they should be in the understanding that that one gun doesn't fit all sometimes. No, 100%. Um, so I think it's, you know, becoming on whoever's doing that to do a little bit more research on if they get more guns or different guns and, yep. and see what fits better in each situation and i get it like we're not all made of money right like it's hard pick pick one gun that might be good enough for two of those applications right um like i have a bag full of holsters because i try uh, i'm gonna try this holster. oh that looks awesome i'm gonna try that it works for this but not for this it works for so i have guns that if i'm going out i have a a holster that i wear across my chest underneath dress shirts Um, it, I have a holster for so many things. People are like, you're crazy in that aspect. You spend all this money. I'm like, well, I'm not going to leave my house without it. And this application doesn't work for it. The other thing that I go tell, to tell people is practice with what you're going to use, right? So That's if I'm going to carry thing. strong side, 
I'm going to practice strong side. If I'm going to carry appendix, I need to practice appendix. If I'm going to cross if I, pull, or yeah, a cross draw, um, shoulder holster yep. um, for the women. If you're going to carry in a purse, practice drawing it out of that purse. Practice getting it. Um, I guess I go to the the extremes. Like I'll put timers on myself because I know, hey, this is about an average draw time for concealed carry, which is a whole lot slower than duty holster. Yeah, for Like, sure. it's just not that way. Like, you're in a duty holster and I'm concealed, you're going to beat me every time if if you've got a decent draw. Yeah. Um, now, there are people out there that concealed carry um, probably would kick my butt all day long. They, they, they're just faster. Um, but they don't do duty holster stuff because that's all they carry is conceal. You gotta practice with whatever you're gonna practice with. Each gun slightly different in recoil impulses. Get used to that. Um, that's why I, I really, honestly, I'm I'm a huge fan, and I've always been a huge fan of Sig. Like I remember going to Shot Show with you guys, um, and this was well before you guys were even talking with Sig. And I'm like, we gotta go to Sig. We yeah, gotta go to gotta Sig. Go to I Sig. drug you to Sig. We're <laughs> hanging out in this. I'm like, check out this. This is awesome. You're like, oh, that's cool. Some of the stuff was not in your guys' wheelhouse because yeah. that's not what you do. Um, trying to get you guys more exposed to that because you carry concealed. Um, Chad carries concealed. Like you, you gotta have that option in you're going out. You yeah, know, I, to me, I that, I don't think that every situation requires you to carry. Hey, we're gonna go. We're going to go out to a bar, and we know, hey, tonight's your birthday, my birthday, some big event, and we know we're probably going to have way too many bourbons for the night. I don't carry. I don't Don't carry, and it's illegal. Yeah, right? I just don't carry. Um, That's the other reason I love going out with my wife, to be honest with you. She doesn't – she's not a real big drinker. I'm like, you're carrying. Um, And she's like, why do you do this to me all the time? (laughs) I'm like, well – I know I'm going to drink tonight, so <laughs> you're going to carry. Yep. Um, but she can't carry in all 50 states like I can. So I go to certain areas, and I've gone with you guys to certain places, and I'm like, well, yep. I'm not drinking. I'm going to carry for the group because I know that nobody else here can carry because you don't have the concealed in that state. The pain in the butt to fly with it versus that stuff, it, it that changes things for yep. people. Um but I, I think you gotta you gotta you gotta know what works, and it's it's hard for a lot of people. Um, I, I'm very lucky that the field that I work in, and I work with enough guys that are also gun people to a point that I can try out a million different guns yeah. configurations. <laughs> and now I'm I'm good. one of the guys that they call like, hey, do you got one of these? I want to try one of these guns. I'm like, yeah, I got one of those, and I will send it to all my buddies at work. Like, hey, come up to the range, we'll go shoot couple hundred rounds see if you like it before you buy it because that to me is super hard like you're gonna go spend five six seven eight eight nine a thousand i don't like it and i don't like it himself next week now you sell it and and, and you're still on the hunt for a gun that works um so having that network of officers that we all have guns being on the range group like yeah it's really we we have it to where i send it out to all sorts of people hey my wife's looking at getting, okay, I've got three guns for them to look at. Or I'm looking for a new concealed carry gun. I've always carried this. I'm like, well, that, that was probably good 25 yeah. years ago. That was the, the cutting edge. 
look at this. Um, and I've turned a ton of people onto the SIG. I think the SIG has got to be, I don't know numbers, but I'm sure it's got to be the number one concealed carry pistol on the market right now is a 365. Um, I know Glock has some, but I, I think that the ergonomics and that, everything's the same. You go 365, 365XL, 365X macro. All of it works the same. The, your your mag release, your slide release, all in the same position. Your slant. So you go to the 320 or the 320 compact. They all work the same. All we did was shrink it down to where it fits your grip better yeah, or is concealable. That's where I think there are a few manufacturers out there that they really knock it out of the park because they want to stay consistent. Um, like you have that P322, right? Yeah. That little 20 awesome and i'm a big proponent for all manufacturers because it's cheaper um to shoot getting something i call it the trainer I, it would be a training gun for me everything works the same as a large frame gun except for the recoil that's the only difference in it running that gun i can practice do all my mag reloads at a fraction of the cost than shooting a nine millimeter going yeah, to no. that trainer um i I still think that you need to get out there and shoot whatever gun you're actually going to shoot. So you are familiar with that muzzle flip that you're going to get from a nine millimeter or a 380. I mean, that's, that's the other thing that SIG did. They, they make that 365 and a 380 now. So if the, the nine millimeter was just a little bit too much for you, go to that 380. Everything else is the same. It's just chambered differently in a 380 caliber. So for women, um, I, I mean, I, I can't say enough. My wife, when I gave it to her, she's like, oh my gosh, this fits so good in my hand. Like, it's perfect. My daughter shot it. She's like, this is perfect. Is this one mine? I'm like, no, it's not <laughs> yours. Um, going from a different sized gun that she had. I mean, she she had a 229 in her nightstand for the longest time in a 40 cal because that's what I had. I'm like, yeah. this is what's it's in your nightstand much, when right? I'm out, out. And she could shoot it, but... Nowhere near to the capability that she shoots the nine millimeter at and that 365 at. She gets a better grip purchase on the gun. So I'm a big, hey, if you guys have a gun shop in town or a shooting range that has these guns, go out and pick three or four of them. Shoot them. Yeah, practice, practice, practice. Go home, go again and pick them again just to see. I want to make sure before I go drop all my money on one particular weapon platform and another i you know it's you said something that would kind of leads me into what i want to talk about next but um i want to say when it comes to practice a lot of people because of time life money whatever mm -hmm. it is don't practice as much as everyone should i love practicing um but you might go practice um you know, and do it real good for the first couple of weeks or month that you get your gun and you're really good at it. But then life happens and, yep. you know, there wasn't a shooting at the school. There wasn't a shooting at the red. You didn't need to pull it on something. You weren't getting robbed and, it, and six months goes by, three years goes by and you haven't shot. You haven't cleaned yep. your gun. You haven't done this. Carrying it, it gets dirty. It's dirty. You, Absolutely. Just because you don't shoot it there's a lot of fiber yes. and skin cells yep. and everything yep. that get in that gun. You got to clean it. You got to practice. So, continuing like education oh, on a 100%. gun is, is, is even dry big. fire like chad dry and i've talked about doing some dry fire setups yeah. because 
It costs you absolutely nothing other than 10 minutes. If you can set aside 10 minutes a week for one week, one time of dry practice, one time for the seven days, 10 minutes, better than not going to the range, right? Yeah, for sure. Obviously, I'd like to see you go out once a month, even if it's 50 to 200 rounds, somewhere in there. Perfect. Hey, just work on a couple things. Work on some of your ailments, things that you're struggling with. Get a few reps in there. Go back to the dry practice. Um, You're right. You have to practice with it. You have to keep up things. You have to clean your weapon. Um, The the big thing I will say, like a lot of people, oh, practice, practice, practice. Practice makes perfect. I'm like, eh, perfect practice makes perfect, right? Which you goes have along to with, do it correctly. I was just going to say, which goes along with what we're talking about, because each gun might be, you know, your grip's a little yep. bit different. Your This is a little bit different. If you're going to carry a gun to the beach versus carrying a gun in wintertime, they're different guns. You're pulling it from different time. You might have a different mm-hmm. holster. So all that Changing practice, perfect, up your it practice changed, yeah, it changed all that stuff. But what, what I wanted do. to talk about, because you said a 40 in the nightstand, yeah. which in my mind is another mission-specific thing, what we have going on in the house mm-hmm. it's not concealed carry obviously you do conceal them in safes under the bed in a nightstand yep um you've seen those picture frame things that all drop down so now many different things stuff, right? right so i want to talk about being locked up responsible gun ownership you know it's it's in yep. your it's in the eye of the beholder it's you it's you really have if you have kids is a gun on the counter safe did you teach your kid not to do that mm-hmm. and at the same time just because you did that kid doesn't get curious um we actually make have a, a law here that says you have to secure right there, your weapon right you, you can't secure it, if right? if your kid was messing with it an accident it accidentally went nobody even got hurt yep you could still be held exactly accountable for not securing your weapon. So that's 100%. why I want to talk about securing your weapon. And I think um, a m- mission specific, I think I'm pretty sure they call it decentralized yes. gun yep. um, lockup or what do you want to call it? De- de- what is it? Decentralized gun storage. There you go. Yep. Um, where, yes, you have this big, heavy cumbersome safe down in the basement in the garage mm-hmm. a lot of people have their safes in the garage because they you well, know, it's easier to get it in there these right? things are massive massive right? right so they lock it and what happens if someone breaks into your house at 2 a.m are you going to tell that person hold on let me go out in the garage and get a gun yep. out of my deal just to come back in no you're not going to do that obviously um is it safe out in the garage i'm not talking about you know what's safe um, but as far as your is your family's safety, is it safe out there? I don't think so. So we, um, I've learned a lot about decentralized gun storage because if if you are in the kitchen one night cooking dinner and something happens and you only have a let's say a, a handgun safe, keeping your handgun safe. At your nightstand. At your nightstand. Or in your closet, right? Whatever. Or out in the grid like we're talking about. Are you going to have time to run up there and get it? No, probably not. Well, excuse me. You open the front door or you come to the front door and you see somebody out there or you have a ring, you have a camera, right? And Mm -hmm. you look on your phone and you're up. Now you're at your front door. Do you have one in your front 
closed closet. You know, yep. you're, you're somewhere close, somewhere to, the close to the front door. Um, you're in your laundry room. You're you're sitting down wherever it is in your house. Yep. I think decentralized by meaning you don't have guns all eggs in one basket, right? Yes. So now I think, and secure it gun safes are really well known yep. for this because they have their big gun safes where maybe you have those guns in there that you're not using all the time. You have your hunting rifles, you mm-hmm. have your, you know, the, your, what we're talking about, the mission specific the mission safe. Specific. Now so, you miss Exactly. Mission specific safe to where you have your little gun safe on your nightstand. You have, you have a gun safe in the kitchen. You, um, you have one under the bed. That's that's all these different. So things. you can get a long gun under the bed and a pistol on the, the nightstand, or there is, the front closet that's right near the door you put a long gun pistol gun, yep. like safe that's all it is i mean it's they're literally yeah they have their wide they have their fast box hit, hidden safes they have their handgun safes yep. you know that you just put on your nightstand or maybe in yep. the nightstand or on top yep um they have these really cool fast box safes that go underneath, underneath the bed, the bed yep. and it's three second once obviously there's practice but three second yeah getting into it so you have time if you hear the door open or whatever. Um, if you're up in your bedroom I, I, sleeping, most of them are either like a certain push button that you got to do or fingerprint. Yeah. Type. So there's, I think, what goes along with what we're talking about with the guns, mission specific. I think it's really integral to have in your house mission specific guns and safes. Mm-hmm. And not just one big heavy thing yep. out in the garage or Th- that stuff that you never use. And, and if you put all ready. your say, guns and oh, they're secure. Yeah, they're secure. But are they going to be able to give you the ability to provide the safety and let you do your job in times of need? Yep. So I think because you, you you hit the nail right on the head in the aspects of being prepared for it. Like if somebody broke into my house and I wasn't, I, I don't do what I do. Obviously, Um, my bedroom's on the complete opposite end of the house from where the garage is, which most places are like that. Most houses, just the way that the way they configure them and build them, your your garage is near your kitchen for the access of groceries and all that stuff, right? Near the laundry room. And then your bedrooms are on the opposite end of the house, past the living room. But I've said that, like, I... And, and it, it it does become kind of the issue financially, and I of course, I'm of on course. I'm on board with it. Um, do what you can financially for that. Like I'm a, I'm a little different in that aspect. That I I like buying guns. I have guns that are for certain things. I have like I'll buy. Hey, this gun never gonna leave the house. It's a home protection gun. Like I have another 365 that that's all it does. It sits there. Like I know. My wife knows, hey, I can get to that other 365 over here um, just because that's where it's at. I have a shotgun in a certain spot. I have a rifle in a different spot because you've got to be able to get to it. Um, But you do. You go up to the front door and somebody, just as soon as you start to open it to see what they want, they push in. Well, are you prepared? Is there something close enough? You're probably not going to have enough time to run clear to the other end of the house to get my gun. Right. Um, yeah, no, there's all these, all these different all these scenarios things. where you're, like I said, you're cooking dinner. You're yep. not going to run upstairs. You're not going to go be able to go out in your garage. So I think being prepared as far as getting these safes that are out there now. Um, and I, like I said, take a look at these secure gun safes because 
they're they're light. They they're yeah. in all these different configurations. Yes, they got a the ton wall of different... systems that they can put in. If you have a big gun room, they yep. can do gun walls yep. and all these stuff. Which would be like um, that would be my. Th- I yeah, would right. love that. Like total setup that just so has you all can my guns go in it. you can go and get these little fast box um, gun safes that are you know vertical. Mm-hmm. And they can fit in between your bed and your nightstand. They can they can lay down. They and can fit hold extra mags or extra you shotgun, can put a shotgun shells. One underneath yeah, your absolutely. bed. Absolutely. Um, so and then again, when it comes down to having these situations, you have to prepare for the worst, right? And it comes back to what we just talked about with the guns, with practicing. Practice. Um, Getting to get, your getting to yep. your gun, like you, how getting getting get in your bed and maybe set an alarm at two a.m. And wake up and go, oh my god! I so, you know, out of your the deepest mm-hmm. sleep you're in, and get up and know that you're getting your gun, right? And get out and and get your gun and try to get it in three seconds because when it does happen, you're going to be asleep, you're going to be frazzled, you're going to be scared, your heart's going to start pumping, fight or flight starts kicking in, yep. And you've got to be prepared. You're going to go, was that? Oh God, was that two seven eight six? What was that? Oh my fingerprint was in the wrong spot. Oh my God, you know all yep. these little things can happen. So Murphy, I think you have Murphy's to going to come into play. We call it yeah. Murphy's law. Something bad's going to happen. That lock's going to whatever. It's a mechanical device. Yeah. If it doesn't open. Do I have somewhere else that I can go to get something else? The, the, goes back to that keeping all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. I keep a pistol in one thing. I keep a shotgun in another thing. I want to get a couple rifle the, the display cases that have the American flag or something cool on them um, that will hold a little like yeah. nine MPX nine or something like that. Uh, uh, which I, I honestly for a weapon. For that, like, I don't know if there's a whole lot better. You've shot my MPX. Um, it is probably one of the coolest um, weapons platforms out there um, and super reliable, super comfortable. But uh, getting those things to where my wife can get to it. I work at night. My wife knows. Okay, here he's not going to be home until X. Yep. Well, a female with another young girl at home, like, She's got to know how to take care of herself. Yeah. So, I'm, and do I get? Does she get out and practice as much as I'd like? Absolutely not. I'd love to be able to take her once every two weeks to the range to get just get more comfortable. Um, it, it, life comes into play, um, and I get money wise comes into play too. So I'm not saying, oh my God, you got to go out and drop ten grand on safes and all these different guns and place them everywhere, and your friends think you're a little kooky, yeah. like. I, I'm only saying that I think you need to be prepared for stuff. Yeah. Whatever it is. Um, Whatever your life you're, needs prepared for. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you live out in the best neighborhood in the world. Whatever. And, okay. We've never, ever, 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 ever had a break in here or nothing. Okay. Maybe you don't go to the... And then on the, the news, instance. I don't believe it happened yeah. here. It could never happen. Exactly. I go, it, think about this uh, from a law enforcement side of things. <laughs> People break into the places that have good stuff. They're not going to break into a, a vacant warehouse to steal stuff because it's vacant. There's nothing in it. Yeah. They're going to break into, oh, my God, this rich place has a whole bunch of really cool stuff that I can sell. They're going to break into those areas. So just because you say you live in a really, really awesome neighborhood, it's really nice, upscale, whatever it is. Well, understand that you kind of are a target to a certain extent because – you're the one that has 
the stuff the stuff that people want yeah. right so you've got to prepare yourself you've got to take the the, the measures I, I believe in teaching my kid um because i i'm not going to be the parent that says oh my kids shouldn't be able to protect themselves either my daughter knows hey this is how that works she shoots all the time she shoots competitively yeah. uh, so she's she has in fact She's probably more knowledgeable and capable <laughs> than my wife yeah. at shooting. I, I, I'd almost be like, give the gun to her <laughs> and let her shoot the person. Because she, I'm going to tell you right now, you're in deep shit because she's going to get you. Yeah. Um, and she super enjoys it. We go out and she wants to take over, wants to shoot everything. I hate taking her out to a point because I never get to shoot ever. <laughs> Which, like, sorry, just to interrupt you because I wanted to. Uh, while you're talking, uh, on a really good note, our tag applications for a big game are here, and yep. I put in for Chase the other day, first time ever. He's all excited, and, he, and he's like, "Am I going to go shoot with Uncle Jared to, to shoot as good yep. as Ainsley?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Of course you are, buddy." <laughs> yep, we got we got summer plans, Chase. We got so, summer plans, anyway, my man. I I think that's a good talk. I think you know, obviously, when it comes down to to money, but if you do have it and have the ability to get it, get certain weapons that fit the criteria and what you're going to be doing for that. Mm-hmm. mission yep. and on on the at home it happens too like i said it, it get some things that help you help yourself and help yep. your help your family Absolutely. so there are things out there um that help and and they're not i will be right up front the the sig 365 and and secure it they're not outrageously priced you no, guys like they are not um i i Personally, I think the price market on both of them are perfect. I mean, and I'm I work hard for my money in that aspect, and and they are not like oh my god, you guys think these things are gold or diamonds? They have priced it to where I think it's a reasonable gun for or safe. I mean, because we've seen safes, hey, it's ten grand. I'm like, geez, yeah. I, like. I didn't spend. I barely spent that much money on my first car, and right? And, and that's a big investment for people. But secure it. They're not over like they're they're lightweight. You can carry them upstairs. You can put them in different closets. You can bolt and them down. Bolt them down. Just, all that good stuff. So don't think that we're like, oh, we're just trying to push you. Like I really think that if you're going to put a weapon in your household, especially for first time gun owners, yep. um that haven't grown up with it. You and I grew up with it. Well, we were taught differently. Um, and you have kids. You need to take that extra step to make sure it's secured. That education is yeah. key, but you still got to make sure that not every kid that comes over to your house is taught the same I was just going to say, I have a lot of their, you know, yep. our kids have a lot of friends over, right? Yep. So though you don't know what there are. You those parents have ever taught them they've never Never seen a gun so they're coming over you know i have a gun in certain spots where my kids know where they're at and you know i don't need to go over my training and education with my kids um, about guns but as soon as those kids come over you know it's in a safe it's in a safe in certain situations in my house that they don't even know they're safe. They're not even there. So we, I mean, like I just said, there's all these situations, but there are products out there that help you become the best and and have the best chance if something were ever to come go down. Absolutely. All right, I think that's a pretty good one there. Absolutely, I do. I think Thanks. That was now good, that was it's good uh, the food time. Is it? Yeah, it's eleven <laughs> thirteen. 
by the time we, you know, close this down, get there and order, get our food, it's going to be it's right. Lunchtime, perfect. Huh? Yeah, it's perfect lunchtime. lunchtime. Lunchtime before work. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for the talk. Absolutely. Thank you, Sig Sauer, for having the best pistols and firearms in the country, in the world. Um, I carry it every day. You guys should too. I know Jared protects this city and himself and his family with one on his his hip every day. So I know, and a lot of other uh, professionals do as well. So if it's good for them, it's good for us. I know that for sure. And uh, thank you, Secure, as well. And this has been another episode of the Foul Life Peace of Mind podcast brought to you by Six Hour. See you next time. Bye.